welcome in on a Friday, August 6th, 2021. And that means if it's Friday, it's news. So we've got, I, I got some good stuff. Uh, yeah, there's, there's, there's some here. good news. Yeah. Uh, first thing right off the bat is terrible news. So you found this one. They're Clifford the Big Red Dog. Uh, is pulled from September release amid Delta variant concerns. This is, I'm guessing, probably supposed to be a tent pole just because, you know, for the kiddos getting back mm-hmm. into school. And uh, they're pulling it because things are already starting to go up. We talked about earlier how there's a mass mandate in LA that's starting to, even if you're vaccinated, it's happening in New York. It's starting to happen here in Chicago now because Lollapalooza came through and that is just a petri dish. And so looks like it's happening other places yeah and it's not like you can't counterfeit these things <laughs> the vaccine cards and i'm sure that'll start happening but uh they're they're talking about that being required for certain events in dallas now even um which people will you know backlash against of course but yeah this this not being the biggest movie news of the world <laughs> in clifford it's the fact that it's this is the first one that it's happening again like we hated this last year it, you just every time you got close to a movie coming out you're excited about it pushes back three more months and god i don't want this to start happening again with all the movies and you have to go through another six month drought of, of nothing um but can, so yeah, but can this, studios wait that long like if you're if you're james bond like you have i mean they'd have to take out loans it's not like they have cash on hand to pay for these things they had to take out loans to pay for all the production and then sitting there's interest that that they have to pay while it sits and the hopes that it makes more money and with no. James Bond that was supposed to come out over a year ago and then intended to come out, I think, Thanksgiving, can you wait another year? No, some, some can't. Uh, definitely not uh, uh, James Bond, because like yeah. you said, it's been void. I mean, the dudes, the next movie is going to come out before the, this one does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, they're going to overlap. Like, uh, yeah, so they're... This one has been waiting too long, and like I said, spent too much money re-advertised the new date. They spend a lot of money just advertising the new date, just changing the date. Costs a lot of money. All the billboards have to be redone, but, you know, all that. Um, so, yeah, I think those will have to come out, but anything in the can that was scheduled to come out now, all that can be pushed back another six months. Um, yeah. So, you know, outside of maybe, you know, Venom, probably mobius which is currently already pushed all the way out to january i'm gonna say yeah um and then um yeah like some of these kids movies things like that man they can all be pushed all the december releases you know uh again maybe eternals also can't afford to keep waiting i think i think marvel's got everything in a plan but but marvel's different but marvel's different i think because they've got the tv shows which they had to delay. They've got the, um, the Black Widow came out where you could go see it at the theater or you could stream it from Disney Plus for an extra thirty bucks. It apparently did very well with that with that model. They could still do this, and there's a timeline for Marvel where they've got to start pushing stuff out, or they're going to get so backed up they're never going to get to the, all the things. And so I think Marvel might have to just go that way, just because since they're owned by a streamer of Disney Plus, it's already kind of. They don't have to sell anything to Disney. Disney owns it. So not like yeah. Clifford the Big Red Dog might have to get sold to Amazon or to Netflix. Disney already owns it. So it's not like there's an exchange of, of cash or goods or anything. They can just have it on their platform. Uh, you might see mm-hmm. anything with Warner might be able to put it on HBO Max, which does well. Uh, Peacock. No, I'm kidding. That's that's mean. I wouldn't talk about Peacock. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's terrible. But, but the thing is... What we saw in Black Widow was that there was uh, $80 million in sales the opening weekend, but then there was another 30 from Disney Plus. And then uh, Roadhouse. <laughs> What's the Jungle Cruise? Uh, Jungle Cruise came out this last weekend. Uh, same thing. It hit $30 million in Disney Plus viewers. I think that shows you right now that with the current amount of viewers they have, they're going to make about $30 million capped. Yeah. And, and sales online because those are the people willing to pay to see it online you know willing to pay money not just owning disney plus but like me i was not willing to pay that kind of money to see it online well and you can see um, it as a family so, uh, you're gonna see it as a family so you have to pay I, mm-hmm. and if i had a family I, 30 bucks would not bother me as much because if you're gonna take a family to the movies with popcorn and drinks and everything you're not you're gonna probably walk out spending a hundred dollars 
So 30 bucks for the family to stay at home, I don't think is that bad of a price for your family. For for me, it's not, but you lose the the fun of going and doing something. Agreed. Yeah. Like I'm I'm I, I've got two kids. I'm not paying thirty dollars for my family to watch a show at my house. Yeah. I'm just not. Fair enough. And and I'm I know I'm not alone with these parents. It's yeah. It, some some of being a parent is planning your days and, and having events, getting out of the house, doing things, and that takes all that away. I I don't want to spend thirty bucks for that. Like I'll just wait and we'll go later. So I think that's where and 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 right now you're you're talking. They need to be making minimum, minimum of of one hundred and twenty million dollars on, you know, Eternals. Let's say, yeah. right, to to pay for just most of their costs. That wouldn't probably be all of it, but most of it. That means they need four million people to buy it online on Disney Plus. Yeah. And I guarantee you, right now they're going, well, for Black Widow, <laughs> and for Jungle Cruise, which had the Rock and Emily Blunt, who's huge right now. Uh, we managed, you know, was uh, ten thousand people. <laughs> to do it. Well, well the so, numbers, not... so the numbers for Jungle Cruise. So they spent it cost at least two hundred million to make, uh, another hundred million to market, and they collected thirty four million dollars at forty three hundred theaters in the U.S. and Canada. That's not great. And then twenty eight million overseas, and then uh, thirty four million, thirty million on Disney Plus, like you said. That's really yeah. not great. I mean, they're not going to so make their like... marketing budget. No, that's like sixty-eight million dollars. That's that's not enough for a sequel, <laughs> you know. Uh, that it's not even about sequel. If they think that everything's normal, people go in theaters, they'll make a sequel to a movie that bombed. If it's only bombing because of COVID, but you're right. I mean, for for this amount of money, you're not making your budget back. That you for your marketing budget, like you said, all that's. I mean, you're not making your money back from paying The Rock. It's <laughs> sixty million dollars. I'm kidding, but I, I bet he made easily twenty-something million bucks. That's his, his price oh, yeah. to make movies. He's the highest you know? paid actor in Hollywood. Yeah, Emily Blunt, I bet herself, was around $10, $15 million. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, that's just what you pay for these kinds of actors. So, yeah, man, I they barely pay their actors. Yeah. Um, so we'll see how that, all that goes. But uh, I just don't like the idea that the precedent's now been set on a newer produced movie, not something from back in 2020. But from a movie that wasn't even scheduled to come out for a couple more months is already being delayed. So yeah. we'll see what else ends up delaying and following that suit. But uh, God, I hope I hope this doesn't continue. Well, and that's the thing is you might start seeing a bigger push for a lot of these movies getting sold straight to streamers. Uh, mm-hmm. So with Argyle, we've talked about Argyle quite a bit. It's Matthew Vaughn's new movie that's got a loaded cast: Henry Cavill. Sam Rockwell, Bryce Dallas Howard, Brian Cranston, Catherine O'Hara, John Cena, and Samuel L. Jackson. That's a lot of money. Uh, they just sold the movie to Apple for $200 million. So they, I think they were probably smart. For $200 million, that's smart. I don't know how Apple's going to make that money back, but I feel like Apple's kind of struggling right now, and they're, they can overspend because they're Apple. They have a lot of cash on hand. But I don't know how they make that money back, and they need something on their platform so that people will actually use it. Well, it's basically marketing. I mean, at this point, it's, you know, like Netflix was at the beginning, and HBO Max is now. They can spend more than they normally would because to them it's all about the number of new subscribers that they get to sign on. And really in Apple's in Apple's case, it's very unique. It's more like Amazon than anybody where – most people already have Apple, <laughs> you know, Apple products, you know, whatever, have access to it, Apple TV, all those things. And you don't have to have Apple products. Like I have Apple TV's app on my Amazon, you know, box, my Amazon Fire. So, I mean, they're on everything. You have access to it. And it's like four ninety nine a month. Well, so, I mean, they a, just need to. A lot of people don't even know they have, because I think if you have an Apple product, you get Apple TV, Apple Plus or Apple TV for free. I think it's Apple Plus, sorry, Apple Plus, the streaming. I think you get it for free or greatly discounted price. And I was telling some people about that. Like I said, I have no idea. I don't even know how I could download that. So that's that, yeah. I think that's one of the biggest issues for Apple Plus because it's not like they don't have stuff on there. They do. It's just no one knows how to get to it. Yeah, they need to do a much better job letting people know. And I, they have, to a degree, I think, started trying because I have I have an Apple or, or an iPhone for for work. They make me you know go get the iPhone. So I had when I had to go get something done, and I actually I think just get it turned on this company i'm with um the first thing they had to say like he even says like i've got to say this almost like it's a a disclaimer like 
you now have access to Apple TV for one free year because you bought a brand new Apple iPhone. So it's a, they're, Apple's instructing them to remind people, Jesus, draw people to the Apple TV. Yeah. <laughs> like you, you, you talk to half of America because they own Apple products already. So just get them to, to download the dang app. I, I'm shocked it doesn't come as a preloaded app on your phone. Yeah, that's well, why, of all the other things that they preload on there, why would that not be one of them? Yeah, and, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it does. I don't know. I, 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 I feel like I downloaded it, though. Um, so, yeah, it should come on, and that should be one of like the first things when you load your phone is, are you aware that this is a free app <laughs> for you for 12 months? You know? Uh, send them, send an alert to your phone. Hey, it's a free app for 12 months. Just log on. <laughs> you know, they should go out of their way to remind you that it's like, cause I feel like Amazon was the same way for a long time. People were Amazon prime payers for the shipping and they forgot they had access to the TV. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this is kind of similar. They spend that $200 million. This is a huge hit movie and people are going to go, I want to see this. How do I see this? You have to have Apple TV. Oh, I don't have that. Dude, you have an iPhone. You know, it's be people just word of mouth saying, "No, no, you do have access to it, dude. Watch it." Yeah. Um, and so I mean, I do the same thing with Ted Lasso. I can't tell you how many people have told me, "I really want to see that Ted Lasso show." I never, what's it on? I never see it. I'm like, dude, you have an iPhone right in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> like, you watch it on there right now. Like you don't, you know, and they just they just don't know. So I think they just need a few more big hit, smash hit shows before well, that's going to happen. But I don't even think it's the I don't think it's the content is the issue i think it's just like we were saying no one knows that they already have that they already have it they have it they don't have to do anything all they have to do is download the app and log in and they can watch stuff and nobody knows i don't have my work phone is an apple i hate it i'm uh, i'm an android person uh so i don't get that but like if i had an iphone like I, you already you have it you have everything all they could just send you an email to all their yeah. people that all the people that have Apple IDs, just send an email to all of them with a link saying, "Here's the go here to download Apple Plus and watch for free." People love free and they love watching stuff right now because there's not much else to do. I, I agree. Just eliminate the barriers to people doing it. Send them, send the reminders, links, everything you can. Bombard them. Shit. I mean, they bombard me with stuff that I don't need yeah. all day long. Why not? I actually enjoyed Apple TV, like, and I've never gotten a single thing about it. So, yeah, yeah I agree with you. And um, and you're right; they do have the content now. But this is this is a new thing. So they did buy Greyhound, uh, which is the Tom Hanks movie. Oh, I thought you meant the bus I'm sorry. company. Say that again. I thought you meant the bus company. No, 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 no. So they bought the the Tom Hanks uh, a submarine movie, which I thoroughly enjoyed. I know you thought it was mad. Um, it wasn't I, a submarine. He was it was a battleship. Or Battleship, sorry. Yeah. Well, it was about the submarines yeah, coming out. I thought it was fine. The U-boats. Yeah, but uh, but but yeah, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, and uh, yeah, this is this is probably their biggest budget movie since that. Uh, definitely their biggest budget movie since that. And yeah, it's a Matthew Vaughn movie. So uh, and it's got Henry Cavill. How can you how can you say no? It's got a uh, lot of huge people huge cast though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I think this will draw some eyeballs, and and it's definitely going to get mine. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I can't wait to watch that. Uh, one th and so with everything changing, with streaming services, buying movies and things like that, something that's come up uh, is how actors and people who are paid off profits are getting that money. Uh, we recently saw with Scarlett Johansson and Black Wid was it Black Widow that she wasn't getting paid all the money that Disney had collected from charging the $30 from the streaming service only from revenue from the box office. And yeah, that's it set a dangerous precedent. And now we're seeing uh, Gerard Butler sues Olymp for Olympus's fallen profits uh, against Millennium Media. So he's saying he's owed at least $10 million from the success of the movie, which made $170 million worldwide. And he says he hasn't seen a penny in net profits. And this is not something new from Hollywood. There's a, a term, it's called Hollywood accounting, where you're supposed to say it's not profits, it's from revenue, not profits, because the way they do the accounting, no movie actually ever profits money. It just collects revenue. And so you have to be careful of how you word that kind of stuff. And it's, it, it's so yeah. bad. And so now you're starting to see this, and it's going to be interesting because... All these actors suing, will some of these 
you know, like Millennium Media, maybe not. They might struggle to put other things together because no actors will work with them. But with Disney, I mean, of course, everyone wants to be in a Marvel movie. But there's going to have to be some kind of litigious reformation of how people are doing their contracts just because you can't you can't not pay your actors or you're not going to get anybody. No, this is going to... This could really bite the mouse in the butt for the first time mm-hmm. ever, really. Because Disney has so much power and they've... I hate to say this, but they've been a very snake company for a long time. Oh, yeah. they're, they're known for doing really shady, terrible things. I almost say terrible, but shady... Shitty bad things <laughs> that companies do, well, as as big corporations always do. Well, the but, founder is, but, a, is is maybe a Nazi, yeah, was thought of as a Nazi, but, so there's that. <laughs> I feel I feel like everybody back in the 40s and 50s just kind of sucked in general, so I don't look back on those things. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I mean, when you look back on things like that, yeah. But, uh, but 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 where this I think is different. Okay, so one, there's the obvious. It's just a lie, right? Where where she uh like like uh what's your name scarlett johansson had a contract with with marvel and disney on this and said look here's what i'm going to get paid i'm going to get 20 million dollars and i'm going to get three percent of the sales of of ticket sales of the revenue from ticket sales they made that deal okay the most ignorant comment i've seen throughout reddit which is like the most common uh replies to to these types of topics is there oh i'm gonna cry for the person who made 20 million dollars oh let me cry for a millionaire millionaire versus big corporation don't care no that's such stupid argument yeah I agree. the argument is, the argument is she got negotiated to get paid x mm-hmm. and now we're saying nah we're not going to do it Nah, we're not going to pay you. yeah uh and and it's and it's so so she was given three three percent of movie revenue they disney plus is even in a worse position than say uh like, like hbo max good luck proving that right they're giving it away for free. So if they show Dune on HBO Max for free and, and, a, and a guy had, you know, revenue profits guaranteed from that, good luck figuring out what that number even is, right? You have to figure out, oh, what is it, the number of new subscribers we got this month? How are you going to prove those new subscribers joined just because of Dune and not because of the last four movies we put out? Yeah. You know, or because they know the X movie's coming out next month. Or, you know, so good luck figuring out what that number is. Well, but with Disney Plus, <clears throat> there's a... You, you pay for Disney Plus, but then there's an additional $30 you have to pay to rent the movie. And now the way Disney Plus is getting around it and bullshit is they're saying, well, you actually get the movie full access. Ex- they call it exclusive access to the movie for 30 days. So you're not really, it's, you know, you go to a movie, you pay, you can only see it the once, right? Yeah. On Disney Plus, you have it for 30 days. So you're kind of renting the movie 30 times. So that you see what I'm saying? So they're like, oh, well, it's different than paying for a movie ticket. So you get a portion of the movie tickets, but, it, you know, this is considered, you know, not you know, not paying to see the movie, even though they're very obviously specifically paying a set amount of money to see the movie. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, she should get 3% of the Disney Plus $30 uh, fee sales. So that's what she's suing for. And, and Disney already said how much they made. said we made 30 30 million dollars yeah off of that so she has it's not even that much money really um they made 30 but million five percent yeah it's the principle of you said you would do this you need to do it you're setting a dangerous precedent um but this is this is my worry they just jacked with marvel okay and and marvel is a cash cow but it's also a very interconnected character driven cash cow so what happens if uh, one of them grows a conscience, right? And Benedict Cumberpatch goes, you know what? F you. You screwed her, you're going to screw me. Mm-hmm. I signed a 5% on the points deal. If you're not paying her on what you've already owed her, I'm not doing any more work for you. Screw you guys. Uh, your character is an extremely important part of the next five movies. Yep, see ya. Peace. Yeah. And now we got to recast Doctor Strange. And then, and then right after he does that in Solidarity, Chris Pratt leaves. And you just say what I'm saying? Like, whoever. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that could be dangerous. That could bite them in the butt because they've got, what, 65 main characters from Endgame? Yeah. It just takes two to gain a conscience to really jack up the flow of the movie and piss off viewers. Yeah. Um, because they lost a couple of people they really like. If Bucky leaves and, you know, <laughs> the girl who's black, the new Black Panther leaves, now what? Yeah. Now you just lost Black Panther as a franchise for five more years. The new or black Panther. So, yeah. 
They don't have a new black. Yeah, Panther. they're talking about Shuri. Uh, they've been saying like a lot of people have been leaking for a long time. They think she's going to be because in the comics she becomes the Black Panther. Oh, okay. The, right. the, the sister, the tech savvy sister. Yeah. yeah. So, a lot of people have been saying that's probably who will be the new Black Panther. Okay, she's so, tiny. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, and, yeah, I don't like it. And another issue is going to be like with the Argyle. So if all these actors sign on, say Henry Cavill says, yeah, I'm going to get 3% of whatever the profits is, and then they sell it to Apple for $200 million, it's not ticket sales anymore. They sold it for $200 million. Does he get a piece of that pie? Is it for... Because there are no ticket sales anymore, Apple is just going to show it for free. You don't, you have no. It's not even the the pay thirty dollars. At least you don't think so. Apple hasn't come out and said they're going to charge anything yet, but they haven't said that they're not going to. So, how do you do that? And with the the Delta variant coming out, there's going to be a lot more movies that are just going to get sold to streaming services because they it's they have to recoup their money somehow, and so they just and they just have to get some of this stuff out there. So how do you and, get your money and, on that? Yeah, and a big part of the reason that the companies do this to begin with is we can't afford to show all this cash out to you up front, right? We can't give you, because look what happened to James Bond. Mm-hmm. They're like, we paid Daniel Craig, you know, $25 million to be Bond. Well, then we're not going to recoup that money for two and a half years until it finally actually, you know, hits the theaters. Yeah. So like that, we're, we're, that's, we're not that cash heavy to have $25 million paid up front to them. So so what they would do is we'll pay you $15 million up front and you get 3% on the back end or whatever. And so, yeah, so this is going to make people have to totally, you know, they're, they're just not going to sign those kind of contracts with these companies and they're going to have to say, sorry, guys, I need all my cash up front because I don't trust you. Yeah. You know, I, I do not trust the mouse. <laughs> you want me to Rightfully do this? Because so. even if you give me points uh, on, on Disney+, Plus, you're going to find some new way. To, to say, oh, well, you know, they're going to put all of their costs for all of Disney Plus into, you know, the Black Widow <laughs> movie of Disney Plus and hide it in there and make the profits look even smaller. You know what I mean? So it's like you said, shady accounting is it's going to just you screw me a couple of times, you know, you're not going to stop. So I'm going to uh, yeah, you're just going to have to pay me all the cash up front. Yeah. Uh, two people who are getting paid uh, are Trey pa- Trey Parker and Matt Stone, the guys behind South Park. They just About signed, time. yeah, they. I think they were doing fine for a while, but they just signed a nine hundred million dollar <laughs> deal with Viacom CBS for fourteen movies planned for Paramount, spread out over a series of time. And movies, yeah, uh, the deal will run through twenty twenty seven, including fourteen new movies made exclusively for Paramount Plus. Oh, so I gotta get that stupid thing. Two every, uh, two every year, beginning this year. It will also see the flagship South Park series renewed through season 30, because Paramount owns Comedy Central. Uh, 2022, we'll see the show launch its 25th season. The deal is worth $900 million. Damn. Yeah. So we're going to get at least six more seasons of South Park. Good. Was the 2021 season already aired? Uh, it says there's going to be more content this year. There'll probably be something coming out okay, this fall. Yeah. They they do little things here and there, and then they're going to have oh yeah two specials every year. Is is what it's saying. That's just phenomenal. <laughs> uh, I love it. Yeah, that's that's phenomenal. God, that is a lot of money. Yeah. But you know what? They're do you know how much? Because they the last specials have come out on HBO Max because they had access to it. For whatever reason, I guess they have streaming rights through a certain amount of time. Well, they had a deal with Viacom CBS, um, and then they cut that deal. Got cut in 2019. But they okay, but they did one this year too. That's that's weird. They did the second COVID special, and then they did what was the other one? Yeah, they the COVID yeah. special, and then, and then the quarantine special. But I yeah. I think the i guess the deal ended in 2019 but paramount plus didn't get up on its legs until just recently so they still had they still i mean maybe by contract you know on a piece by piece basis still delivered it to them but now paramount plus is trying to do its own thing why i have no idea um but they said there are they're also saying that they're going to ask them to develop new ip with tremendous talent like matt and trey so we'll see what ends up coming to that but hey good i mean after maybe that means they can open up more casa bonitas (laughs) <laughs> there you go. Lots more. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever watch that Lots episode more. after I told you about that? I I did, and it was fantastic. You're a dick, 
Uh, I actually have gone back and been rewatching that entire season. <laughs> yeah, it's it's always great. It's always great to go to, to watch South Park. You forget like how much stuff goes on in one episode. Oh, uh, well, you know what's better? What's best? And that's actually a little topical right now. Uh, so I won't take us too far off course. But you know how like they were all making fun of uh, people dismissing, the, you know, how severe uh, COVID was and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's a whole thing. There's a whole episode where they're making fun of SARS, <laughs> and they're uh, there, there's a uh, I'm trying to remember they're trying to mess with Americans. I'm trying I can't remember who was trying to mess with the Americans, but they uh, they decided to so- oh Native American Indians uh, because of the casinos, mm-hmm. and they uh, they have part, as part of it. Well, we're gonna we're gonna kill all the Americans by sending them blankets that are covered in SARS, mm-hmm. and they start wiping Chinese people's bodies. <laughs> <laughs> that they grab and are like rubbing them up and down on the on the rugs to send to them, and then Americans all start dying, or, you know, get, catching SARS, and they have an actual line where they're like, "Oh no, Americans are all, are all covered with SARS," where they're all gonna, okay, two and a half percent of them are gonna die, ha ha ha, oh my god, what are the other ninety seven and a half percent ever gonna do? <laughs> and I'm like, dude, COVID was three percent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they've set a precedent a couple of years ago where they're making fun of people, how that's not a big deal. And then they're making it special about how COVID was such a big deal. <laughs> it's South Park. One time they asked them, like, what's the line? And they said, either it's all okay or nothing is, which is, I think, yeah, is, yeah that's how you have to do it. Yeah, uh, I love it. Another person who is going to make $900 million is Reese Witherspoon, who just sold her Hello Sunshine uh, company to... Blackstone to a media company backed by Blackstone. Uh, okay. I don't know who Blackstone is. Yeah, it's a private equity firm, Blackstone Group Incorporated. That's okay. weird. Yeah, private equity firm is going to buy and Hello Sunshine uh, created by Witherspoon and Sarah Hardin will join the board of the new company and will continue to oversee day-to-day operations. They also remain significant equity holders. Okay. Well, they've brought out several huge hits in a row. I mean, the, the, her company did Big Little Lies, mm-hmm. which is huge on HBO. The morning Show. Uh, the, yeah, The Morning Show and then Sharp Objects with Amy Adams. And I believe there's another new series that they did just recently. Was it, uh, was it Mayor Town? Was it Mayor of East Town? It might have been, yeah. I think it could be. Or, or, or The Undoing. It was The Undoing. Okay, yeah, that's what it was. Good for her. She's... I mean, she seems like she's pretty business savvy, so good for well, her. It's funny, too, because mm-hmm. she calls it Hello Sunshine, and they only make really dark stuff. <laughs> but uh, this comes along with, um, there's been rumors of a lot of uh, equity companies trying to buy production companies like A24, Imagine, Legendary, and uh, Le- LeBron James' Spring Hill Entertainment. So I hope not A24. They make a lot of really good stuff. I just saw Green Knight last night, which is them. They also did Midsummer. Like they do, they do stuff that like probably wouldn't get past a lot of boards. Oh man, I just saw and I saw a preview for this one they got coming out called Lamb with Naomi Rapis, uh, Rapace, Rapace. I can't say her name right. I know, I know. Those are insane. That can't be it. Yeah. But uh, it's called Lamb, and it looks so bizarre. It's I, I yeah, can't it I can't describe it. Go look up the trailer. It is bizarre. But A twenty four makes bizarre, it. awesome stuff. So we'll see. Didn't they do Green Knight? Green Knight, yeah, that's what I'm saying. They did Green Knight. Oh yeah, you said Green Knight. Okay, yeah. yeah so they, uh, yeah, they've got a lot of interesting movies. And you're right. They did that Minari that got uh, Best Picture nomination. I think this last year with yeah. Steven Yoon from Walking Dead. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think you're right. It's interesting because private equity companies, I mean, they're known for coming in and flipping things, right? They, they buy the rights to a, you know, a co- or they buy a company, they tear it down. They let go of a lot of employees. They don't reinvest anything. Uh, and then at some point they resell it after it looks like their profits are higher than they really are. Yeah. Uh, so what does that mean for what they're going to do for movies? Oh, I don't know. Try to, do nothing but small budget movies that they hope will make it big. I don't. Um, I don't. Well, that's what like, I would think. Even the A twenty four movies are low budget, but they just they're they're really good. So these are some of the most recent A twenty four movies. So The Green Knight, Midsummer, Hereditary, The Lighthouse, Uncut Gems, Lady Bird, Moonlight, Mid nineties, Ex Machina. Like it's just one great thing after another. 
God dang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. But you've got to wonder how many movies did they make that they're not advertising because they didn't do well. And then, and then, uh, these will, aren't will advertised. They continue to let that happen. These aren't advertised. I just Googled A24 movies and these are the ones that came up. And it's, I mean, these are all like in, like, Midsummer, The Lighthouse, Uncut Gems all came out in 2019. Green Knight just came out this year. Hereditary and mid 90s came out 2018. Then Lady Bird, Moonlight, like, it, they're pretty consistent. Uh, HBO Max. So they just keep putting out great stuff and coming up with good ideas and their most recent one i think is genius so they're going to let non-subscribers watch first episodes of titans game of thrones and other shows for free yeah well maybe not titans but uh let them do the others the first season no <laughs> the first season's good yeah you're right the first season is pretty decent yes i mean yeah this is what uh apple does that and i i'm trying to remember i think amazon does that i think you can watch their first then you watch the pilots for free, ninety percent sure. Okay. Uh, and then, and after that, it's you know, pay for more. <laughs> uh, so yeah, no, I think it's it's genius. They they should be doing that. Uh, give them access to all these because all the pilots are always great. You're gonna hook people, and and you have so many good ones. Yeah, why why wouldn't you? So yeah, I think that's that's pretty brilliant. Uh, I hope HBO Max draws more viewership. I just do, uh, because everything they've been doing, you can tell they care about it. They're thinking, putting thought into it. They're making only good things. And, you know, the, the big fear from HBO's creative department when HBO Max bottom was, you know, HBO had this long thing for, for the longest time where they said, we're making X number of projects per year, period. No more ever. Like we're keeping quality as high as we can yeah. by making as few things as we can and being really picky about what we say yes to. I mean, you and I have talked about a hundred things that were, there were really good projects that HBO turned down just because they're like, we already have a cop show. Can't do Shield because we already said yes to the Wire. Yeah, yeah they they would have had the Wire and the Shield. Yeah, <laughs> the best cut, the best cop shows ever. And uh, they're just like, you know, we, we can only do so much. So, yeah, I. So the big fear was with HBO Max, would they take on so many new fit projects that they couldn't keep the quality up? And they committed to making sure that didn't happen. And I feel like they've lived up to it so far. Yeah. Well. I, I, First of all, that's kind of like the anti-Netflix uh, business model. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, that, and that's why they've been so great is that they've been able to do that. And I, that's a great idea that you can watch the first episode. I didn't know the other ones did that, but that's they've got such good content. I feel like you could just stumble on anything and it's going to be pretty good. So good for them. Uh, and I'm glad you brought I'm glad you brought up about Titans, like maybe not Titans. Uh, so... We've talked about it before, how Titans, the first season is so fantastic. And the second season, after like, it goes downhill fast after the first couple episodes. And I was talking to someone the other day, and I didn't know this, and I started looking into it. A crew member died uh, when a stunt went wrong. The uh, special effects coordinator was killed when a piece of car uh, struck him that was being used in a stunt. After that, about five like big production people walked off the show and said like they just couldn't do it anymore and this was about this was early on in season two and after that that's when everything went downhill i don't know if i know that the person the special effects person got hit by the car and they died i know that's the thing because i found that i don't know if that's the reason why people walked off the show or who walked off the show but it makes sense why there was such an abrupt downturn for the second season of Titans, it started off so well because it seemed like it kind of lost its way in, after in the middle of the second season. It did. Uh, there were two things to it that really stuck with me more than anything was that one, it felt like they were trying to set up too much, like too many new characters all at one time and take it from the grassroots of Titans, you know, that they did in the first season with the, with the five characters. And then giving you all this backstory to what the Titans were previously, you know, the, uh, you know, when they were younger and in their prime or whatever. And then, and then also setting up all these new characters. And I just feel like they took on so many new characters in so few episodes that it was kind of hard to do well. Um, and then, and then Deathstroke, Deathstroke was just, they set him up as this big bad and then he just really didn't do anything. And then he even he didn't even care that the, the guy he wanted dead more anything came to came into his house. He was just sitting on a on a lazy boy, 
yeah. <laughs> and didn't even get up. I'm like, oh god, this is this is not a good look for him. So, and that could be because they got rid of some great stunt scenes and, and fight scenes because, as you said, uh, that this happened, that all these people left the left the studio and 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 they lost all this. Uh, you know, momentum when they were filming. So maybe, maybe that had something to do with it. Yeah. I can believe it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I always wonder, it's too bad. It's too bad. Cause there was a lot of, there, there was a lot of potential for that show. And I hadn't seen, I hadn't seen that done that well. And I liked, I, I you know, we got Batwing or uh, Bat, Nightwing. We got Jason Todd. We got so many different storylines. It could have gone well for that. It was, it's a shame that it went down and it was in good hands. It had moved to, HBO Max, it, it could have done better. Season three, I think, just started not too long ago. Could care less. Yeah, you know, I, I, I feel like the characters, you had to figure out at the very beginning, like the most important part of it for them was the tone of the show. And they're like, it's got to be dark uh, or really, really, really light <laughs> because the characters are so out there. And, uh, and they decided to go dark, which I think worked. And season one was great. And they found a way to keep the characters semi-relatable, right? And, and, and then also dark and going through all this together. And it was this kind of building this team mentality. And then it was like season two just shifted towards Robin going, all right, now let me tell you the story of the good old days <laughs> of all the better people that are like Wonder Woman sidekick and, you know, Aquaman sidekick and, and all these other guys that were way way more tough and, and you know and, and cool than you guys and kind of ditched the old family and was teach and was like trying to latch back on and bring the old crew back together and when they did that for some weird reason they shifted the tone of titans to like a cw show yeah uh to be more about you know the love interest and and how that all intertangled and everything and just became less interesting of a show overnight yeah uh especially the way they like I'm trying to remember that first season ended on somewhat of a cliffhanger, right? Yeah, With that demon lord, whatever. Yeah, and yeah. then the finale was basically the first ten minutes of the first episode of season two, which was yeah. And they ended it yeah, they like just, it just it like it ended in a second, like it was just kind of done. And then yeah, it, yeah like oh, we, it was well, we did that. We got him. Now let's uh, now let's go into something totally different. It was like the guy. It was like a new showrunner came in and went oh. Oh, I hate what y'all set up. No, I'm not. I'm not doing that. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna kill that guy in two seconds. It's like a, it reminds me very much of a Snoke in the second to Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> we're like, oh, you're setting this guy up as a bad guy. Boom, the head's cut off. Yeah, we're not dealing with that dude anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I got the new this new big bad. Uh, yeah, so yeah, it was really w- weird how it was done. But you're right. Maybe you stumbled onto part of what just you know caused the delay in the whole season and, and jacked it all up because. I, I I don't know that I'm going to watch season three. I'm pretty positive I'm oh, not. I'm not. I never finished season, season two. Three. Did you finish season two? Actually, I didn't. Now that I, you say that, yeah, I, don't... I think what? we both. Did I? I think we both got about halfway through season two and then just gave up. I know I did. Yeah, I can't remember how far I got. I, I yeah. I usually I'll suffer through and finish it if I've started it. So I, I can't remember. Well, you can be the guinea pig for season three then if you want. Nope. <laughs> Speaking of sucking, uh, NBC paid seven point seven five billion for its Olympic rights, and I—we were talking about this before the, we recorded, but I, I've tried watching some just because I've got uh, YouTube TV, and I don't have the Peacock app. But I'll, I've talked to a lot of people that have gotten on there to watch the Olympics, and it's like impossible to find anything. I know it's hard to find stuff on cable because they have all these different channels and I got to try and find out which channel they have the rights to and like it's just kind of speckled through the the menu of where there might be Olympics and then half the time the the sports they say are on aren't the ones that they're supposed to be playing and it's all American centric like I just want to see the best of the best I don't care if it's America or not I just want to see the best ones and everyone else agrees because the Olympic ratings uh, are plummeting. Uh, they Sunday's NBC audience of 13 million was down 51 percent from the 26.7 million who watched the corresponding night in Rio. So 51 a 51 percent drop from last year, and that's 
on Sunday. On Saturday, it was down 57%. That, that sounds right. I mean, let me let me just put this number in perspective for you also. The seven point what seven five billion dollars they spent for this? Seven point seven five billion, almost eight billion dollars. That's a couple couple billion more than Disney spent to buy Marvel. A couple billion more. That's that's how dumb this was. <laughs> they thought they were going to draw more than Marvel viewers over a decade from uh, from one Olympics. Uh, uh, Jesus, what a waste of money! And 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 the I mean, I think it was just this desperation to drive people back to the to the cord. What does NBC have streaming wise? Are they? That's not Peacock. That's ABC, right? No, no, NBC is Peacock. No, it is. Yeah, NBC is Peacock. Okay, so I mean, had they only showed it on Peacock? maybe they'd have gotten some money back over time, but not billions. <laughs> not billions. This was just the dumbest thing I've ever seen. I I had no idea this kind of money was spent on that. Yeah. It's, no, no idea. That's more than the GDP of uh, Kyrgyzstan and Tajikistan <laughs> and Guam and Fiji. Yeah. You're just making things up. Nope, I looked <laughs> it up. Like... No, I looked it up. The GDP of <laughs> Kyrgyzstan is 7.56 billion, and NBC paid 7.75. Uh, Niger is 8.12 billion, so just below that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's. Yeah. I mean, this is just um. This is this is ridiculous. They could have just bought. They could have just bought Fiji. They could have just bought Fiji instead of having the Olympics. Yeah. Yeah. This was what a waste of money. And to and to then and to then not have the plan in place. To make it easy and user friendly to jump on, you know what I mean, and have people be able to have an experience they enjoy watching what they want to watch. There should be a drop down menu. Do you want to watch curling? Here's the TV guide for when to watch curling. Do you want to watch this? Like, here's what you do to watch that. Like, it should have been so such a great interface. I, I think four years ago when they did it was it NBC then? Uh, it was Time Warner and like TNT, TBS. And it's 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 better. Uh, they do a better job, but and that and they're used to kind of having all those different things at the same time because uh, they usually do March Madness, so they're a little bit more used to it. But even so, I, I, a little bit of a flex here. I got to take a trip with some friends to South Africa during the last Olympics. So when we were down there, we got to watch the Olympics, you know, in a completely different country and very not American centric, obviously. And it was amazing. Like we couldn't keep our like every time we would stop somewhere, we would walk, we would have the Olympics on in the background when we weren't out doing stuff, and it was fantastic. I enjoyed it immensely. If I could get a VPN, and I have a VPN, if I knew where to go to be able to watch that, I would have enjoyed the Olympics way more. But yeah, this has been awful, and this is, and we are not the only ones that have said so. We we've heard from, I've heard from everybody about yeah. how bad it's been. Yeah, it's it's awful, and, and again with the decline in viewership because uh, of cable cutting, I'm surprised they didn't find a way to make this you know more friendly. I, I remember, I guess TNT ran the app. I could be wrong, but they had an app for the Olympics uh, four years ago, and that's how you could find everything to do. So I, I'd click, you know, we want you know my wife wants to see the gymnastics team, the Fab Five or whatever they were called. Okay, it's going to air on this network at this time. Boom. Just jump onto TNT, 8 o'clock, hit record, and uh, and you got it. And I feel like this year it was just, it was a mess. So, yeah, what a, what a waste of $7.75 billion. Like, you would think that would bankrupt the network. Yeah, yeah, I know. They could all just be hanging out in Fiji. Yeah, Ugh. owning it. Well, I do have some good news. So, AP Bio, did you ever watch that? We were kind of late to the party, but I binged the hell out of it once I found out about it. One of my friends told me about it. Loved it. Yeah, I binged it after you told me about it. Okay, so the next season's coming, and it's kind of... It, so the star is uh, Glenn Howerton, uh, best known from Always Sunny in Philadelphia as Dennis. He plays Jack Griffin, a disgraced Harvard professor who has to go back to his hometown and teach AP Bio. He's kind of a terrible human being. So his absentee father will be... Uh, making an appearance this season, and it's going to be Bruce Campbell. 
Oh God, I love that. Yeah, I, uh, I love that. Yes, yeah, because Glenn Harrington's kind of—he's supposed to be more of an intellectual and you know, kind of more sensitive. And then uh, Bruce Campbell will come in. He, you know, a bigger guy and just kind of and very loud. And I think that's going to be—I assume that's what it, what they'll have him be playing as. But uh, I can't wait for that. I'm trying to remember who was the guy that ended up being his. Uh... Uh, his nemesis. Oh, who's yeah. the actor that ended up playing him? I'll have to let me see. He was, yeah, I really like that guy. But I have to let me do. Yeah, it was pretty solid. I remember that, but I can't, cannot remember who played him. Oh well. Uh, but uh, the, yeah, I was wondering if it. Go ahead. Uh, the last episode came out on September third of twenty twenty. So I thought it was longer than that, but yeah, we it's been a year. Oh wow! And really? it came out okay. all at once. It came out all at once, and it was only eight episodes. I think did it come out on Netflix? Did it come out on? I think it came out on Peacock. It came out on the streaming service. It was Peacock. Yeah, it was. Yep that that's how I had to watch it. Yeah. Uh, you you are correct. Yep, that's how I, I had to watch about it. That. Oh uh, God, stupid Peacock. All right. Uh, yeah, but uh, Tom. Bennett. I'm still not gonna. Tom Bennett's the actor's name. Yeah. Okay. Yep. 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 Yeah. Yep, that's right. So it wasn't a major star or anything. No, okay. but he was he was great in it. He was really good. It looks like yeah, he's yeah, been in definitely. a lot of Ricky Gervais stuff, and he had a very Ricky Gervais feel to it, I thought, when he was in that. <laughs> Ricky Gervais feel. Yeah. Okay. Is he British? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Is that what you meant? <laughs> no, but he just his the humor just felt very Ricky Gervais ish. But uh Fair enough. Yeah. But let's see. The uh it looks like when does season four come out? Season four it just says 2021. I don't have anything for it yet. That's a well. At least it comes out in 2021. So that's exciting. There's a limited amount of 2021 left. So can't wait for that. Anytime to come I get more. Yeah. Anytime I get more Pat knows what I'm happy. Yeah. Agreed. And the kids. Oh, oh my God. The students are some of the best parts. They're so it's so well casted. Dale the janitor. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> He's the best. <laughs> All right. Uh, so. Other news, this is one you found out about. Um, Taika Waititi was going to make an animated Flash Gordon movie and decided, nope, live action. Yeah, so uh, I guess uh, from what I was reading before, at one point uh, they looked for how to do it live action, gone, went through several big name directors and came to the conclusion, this just can't be done live action. This This is so wild and out there and cosmic and all these things like we just have to do it animated is the only way it'll work but they really wanted flash gordon to work in some form of a comeback and so after a while they finally uh they got taika watiti they were somebody was talking to him and uh he's like yeah i'll jump on board and i'll do it as an animated film and and was very excited about doing it gets gets a little bit involved into it and then says you know what no way uh i can do this live action let's since I can do this live action, let's do this live action. Uh, so, I mean, if, if the guy who directed Ragnarok can't do it, no one can. Yeah. Uh, right? I mean, this has a very Ragnarok feel. So, uh, no, I'm, I am I never thought I'd say I'm excited about something Flash Gordon because I didn't care about the original. Could not uh, care less. I was less. too young. Yeah, same here. Oh, I doubt that's true. But, yeah, I, I could care less <laughs> about it. Damn it. Uh, yeah. Uh, also, a little side note, other Taika Waititi news that you might not know. Uh, Reservation Dogs comes out next week. Yeah. God, yeah. there's a lot of Taika, Taika Waititi news because not only that, but he cast one of the main characters in his new uh, – uh, pirate show, which would be Leslie Jones, oddly. <laughs> okay. I don't see her fitting time. into a pirate show, but all right. <laughs> is it Time Bandits? Is it what? Time Bandits? Is that the show you're talking about? No, it's called... Oh, God, what's it called? Uh, oh, man. I can't remember. It has something to do with the skulls on their banners. Uh, you don't have it uh, pulled up, do you? I mean, I'm looking at his stuff. I don't see he's got Time Bandits, Werewolves, which is uh, Werewolves. Yeah, that's from uh, what we do in the shadows. Our flag, our flag means death. Our flag means death. Ah, okay. Our flag means death. The year 1717, and yeah, he uh, he will himself play Blackbeard, I believe. Okay, so yeah, year seven, yeah, 1717. Is. Wealthy landowner Steve Bonnet has a midlife crisis and decides to blow up his cushy life to become a pirate. It does not go well. It's based off a true story. 
Uh, oh, Nate Paxson's one of the... Oh, yeah. Nate Paxson, uh, Leslie Jones, Ewan Brimmer. I love him. Reese Darby, fantastic. Joel Fry. Uh, Rory Kinnear. Uh, Con O'Neill. And then Taika will be Blackbeard. That's fantastic. Okay. I mean, I'm going to watch it. Which is, which is Steve Bonnet. So, yeah, he'll be the main character. Okay. So, I'm excited. I'm in on that. Uh, yeah. More good news on about a series. Uh, the Sandman Netflix series is complete. The filming is done. They have to do some post-production, but all filming is done for it. That is great news. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, you're not that excited, are you? Well, I just feel like... I just feel like Neil Gaiman stuff translates roughly. Uh, American Gods was kind of all over the place. To, to be fair, they had three different show orders for three different seasons. And Lord knows, I was going to say the first season was great. Yeah, I mean it was it was good. It was really, I mean it's kind of the thing is every season felt like it was a different tone, and so maybe that's I don't know mm-hmm. maybe that was just that one. I don't want to get too into it, but the comic is really cool. Um, it's got a good cast. Riz Ahmed, Tara Edgerton, Kat Dennings, who I feel like plays the same thing in everything. <laughs> so, uh, take that for what it's worth. Uh, that's about James McAvoy's Morpheus? What? No, no, no. You know, you're, you're looking at the uh, audiobook. Now. Oh, man. I got real excited about that. Because right. the audiobook was great. And, yeah. and it was all of them. And uh, she, Kat Dennings played Death, and it was actually pretty good. Um like because of her voice being the voice of death actually was, was like kind of good the way they did it. Okay. Uh, but yeah, some of his, I mean, did, you know, American God started off right and we had to get the director that had the vision for it. The, I think the weirdest part for them is Brian Fuller, Brian Fuller, right? There's two, yeah. Brad Fuller and Brian, Brian Fuller. Fuller yeah. Yeah, per, yeah. He has such a unique, crazy twisted. I mean, he did Hannibal, right? Yeah. I mean, he has such a unique uh, vision for how he does things for him to have been the one to start American gods. And then somebody else had to jump in and take over and fulfill his weird brain and vision mindset that that was never going to go well. Um, but, uh, but I, I really liked good omens and now season two is coming out. I thoroughly enjoyed that. Yeah. I'll um, check that out. I, so I some, some that. of, Oh, you, you haven't seen that? No, I keep meaning to watch it. I just haven't gotten around to it. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. But yeah, I, I feel like he's. There's been some pretty good stuff made from his works before. Um, I don't know. I think uh, if the right people are helming it, who who's directing this? By the way, I can't remember. Uh, let's see the director. Oh, it's Seth Rogen, right? Uh, I don't know if it's Seth. I don't see any director. I have to let me see episode guy. Or producing. Um, episode one. We'll see who's directing that. Mike Barker is directing. David S. Goyer is one of the writers along with Neil Gaiman. Uh, I don't know. But the stars for this one, it looks like it's going to be animated, but the stars for this, the voice is going to be pretty great. Uh, Gwendolyn Christie is Lucifer. Jenna Coleman was kind of upcoming as Con- Joanna Constantine. Hmm, I wonder if that's they're going to make John Constantine a woman? Interesting. Charles Dance. Well, no, his mom was a big part, remember? John Constantine? In the comics at the at the beginning, yeah. John Constantine's mom uh, was the one that traps death in that... Um, the, the one where... Or, or not death, but Morpheus. He has Morpheus trapped in a, a, like a castle or something. That wasn't his mom. That period. was like... That was, no, because this... It was, it was a guy it was, and it his was son a, that captured him in the castle. And it was like in the... Yes mid 1800 yes. mid oh, it might have been like 17 it was forever it was for a very long time that he had it, it was there. but they uh but joanna constantine is one of the ones that comes in there and has she plays a part in how he got that released okay. uh, i just listened to the audiobooks not too long ago it's been uh, a while since i've read the comic yeah and she's young at the time and then later on they they you hear about joanna constantine when she's older um trying to remember there's a storyline that started where they go see a woman in a thinking an old folks home or just a grandmother yeah. and they bring a kid and she's looking into like a dollhouse. And anyway, uh, it's old an older Joanna Constantine. Yeah. Uh, who you find out is of course related to John Constantine. Uh, um, so yeah, I, 
I think it's I think it's his mother. Okay, uh, I'm gonna do the audiobook. I I recommend doing the comic. Like if you haven't checking out the comic book, just because the artwork is pretty phenomenal in that as well. Uh, like I did. It, emo basically came out of that. Yeah. Uh, continuing on with the cast: Charles Dance, Stephen Fry, Boyd Holbrook, uh, Pat Oswald, and Jolie Richardson. They're just some of the names that I noticed. So sweet. Yeah. No, I mean. All sounds great. The Corinthian is he the serial killer? I can't remember. I think he is right. Yeah, I think. Well, he had but, to yeah, go. I remember killer. he had to go get. He had to go get like his mask, his bag of sand, and there was something else. But I remember he had to go to hell to get one thing. God, it's been so long. I have to go back and well, look. The Corinthian is, is the serial killer that slips out. He gets out of the dream world when he's away doing his other things and then god yeah i can't even not even that long and i can't remember yeah how they take him down or who has to take him down but it, it's morpheus but i can't remember how and when okay uh but he was like a terrifying serial killer that goes to like a a convention of serial killers okay and, yeah uh, i mean, have to go back and check that out before the show or maybe i'll just watch the show and enjoy myself there you go yeah. start start over all right, this is one that you found that I could care less about. Uh, Ariana Grande partners with Fortnite for Rift Tour virtual event. If you ask me, oh, yeah. Dan, can you do a Mad Lib of the title that you care the least <laughs> about? This would be it, and you found it. So please, and tell yeah, me what it is. I, 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 could, I couldn't care less about the artist. Uh, I think it's interesting that Fortnite is taking its platform and finding more and more ways to do to do things. This is one of the first times I've heard him getting somebody for original I'm doing air quotes of original content because it's a musical tour, but um, you know they've—I don't know if you've been part of that or seen it or whatever—but like uh, within the world of Fortnite, right? They uh, they'll have movies, and so like they had a movie night a while back with Christopher Nolan. Uh, for it was when Tenet came out, they did—I guess it was Interstellar—and uh, and they did the Dark Knight movies, and so you log on to Fortnite. And your little character, your little avatar, would go to this area where there was a movie screening, and everybody else from the world, their avatars were there as well. So it was like a giant concert. But then they actually had a, a live mocap Christopher Nolan come out and talk to people, and 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 like he, as he's moving in the actual studio, he's moving in the game, and in, in real time, and and presents his movie and and had his movie so everybody could watch it like that. Um, and and now they're doing other things, and this is this will be a, a concert that's live through Fortnite, so people can be in Croatia and watch something live with somebody in Houston, you know. And uh, I th thought that part was interesting that they're looking into doing more of that. And supposedly there's been talks now of doing. Uh, <laughs> apparently, Epic and Fortnite have talked about teaming together and doing programming in the Fortnite world. So okay. you want to go see a movie? You go see a movie. And there could be an original. So there might be a new Frank Grillo movie. And the only way you see it, logging on to Fortnite and going there. I'm like, oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty is, huge. Yeah. It's like, it's a, yeah. So, like, Ariana Grande herself couldn't care less about. But just the idea of this platform mm -hmm. to bringing concerts, music, and now potentially even movies or TV shows that could, could or could not be originals, pretty wild. Yeah. Uh, that is because, yeah, it'll keep people logging in. All right, fair enough. You redeemed yourself. That that seems worthy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. And the last thing on the list is that um, there's going to be a Led Zeppelin documentary coming out with unprecedented access to the band, and it's been completed. Uh, it comes from American Epic director Bernard McCann, uh, McMahon, if I can say it. Bernard McMahon. <laughs> Easy for you to say. Uh, yeah. Um, and I haven't heard of this, but it looks, I mean, it looks like it won a ton of stuff and a ton of... People are in it. Nas, Jack White, Taj Mahal, Robert Redford, uh, Willie Nelson. Like, yeah, this is pretty interesting. So, uh, all yeah, there was film. just yeah. You you don't hear a lot about you know their rise to fame. That you know what their what their life was like, and they were around just prior to you know being able to film things usually on the road. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so there's just uh, I think I think one of the lines I don't want to steal from them, but. Uh, one of the lines they say is that, yeah, their meteoric rise to stardom was swift and virtually undocumented. Uh, so 
one of the biggest bands of all time. There's just very little known about it. And this will be one of the first times that they're very candid, have like great interviews and supposedly everything's done in a, uh, done in a, in a really good way. That's going to really take you through the whole rise of them as a, as a band and, and as singers. And then the, the split up, of course, eventually that happened from that and, and all that. So I, I'm very interested in it. Because they, again, they're one of the best bands of all time. And uh, yeah, I'd love to see, you know, the whole story of, of Robert playing Jimmy Page. I think it'd yeah. be great. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I'll, I'll watch that. I, I, I've not heard of the Bernard McMahon before. I can barely say it. So uh, that's. But it looks like you did pretty good. I'm interested in that uh, American epic. So that wraps up everything we've got for this week. We'll be back next week with what we've been watching and uh, coming attractions. Uh, two of the things I'll tell you right off the bat: Suicide Squad. I'm going to see tonight. I think you said you saw it yesterday. And then Green Knight, I yep. saw yesterday, and you need to see this weekend. So we'll be talking about that on Monday. See you then. And don't forget Ted. All right. Oh, Ted Lasso. That's right. How could I forget Ted? Oh, man. Yeah, don't, uh, don't ever forget Ted. Yeah, man. that's on me. I dropped uh, the ball. All right. See you then. Uh-huh.